So Princess joined the Down to Business podcast today. And one of the main things we talked about was how she was able to coincide doing locks with making natural products and things like that. So, you know, oftentimes when it comes to just the natural and the holistic approach, we may not know where to start. We may not know what to do. We may hit Google. We may try to diagnose things ourselves and everything like that. But a lot of what she hit on was really just education, just really knowing, just really learning, just not being afraid to ask those questions and figure out what works for you. Because something that you look up that could say is good for the body, good for the hair, good for the skin may not be good for you specifically. So a lot of that, you know, is really just trying to learn what works, what doesn't work, adopting new habits, adopting new tendencies, and she wants to be able to help you out. But also, you know, if you're someone who is on their lock journey started at any point or just, you know, even moving forward and that's something that you're adopting, she wants to also be able to help you keep you looking sharp, keep you looking fresh. And what her lock journey has really told her about herself, what she's really learned along the way and even why it really fit her particular lifestyle. So without further ado, Enjoy episode 106, Perfecting Patience. All right, so what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Down to Business podcast here with Tamar Turner. Man, we love connections. We love mutual friends. We love the idea that, you know, you may not know somebody directly. You may not you may not have introduced yourself, have had a conversation or anything like that. But the fact that, you know, y'all may know the same people. Y'all may be around the same crowds. Y'all may be even at the same university. That's kind of what me and Princess shared today, too. And if the name doesn't, you know, catch your attention, if the name doesn't, you know, make you want to tap in a little bit more than I'm sure, you know, what she does and what she came on here to talk about, I'm pretty sure she'll catch your attention before the interview is over. So met Princess, actually, you know, we went to ECU and things like that, but I wouldn't say I directly knew her at ECU. We had a follow, you know, we follow each other on social media and different things like that, but we had a lot of the same mutual friends, a lot of the friends who, you know, were very influential in my life, who did a lot of great things things at ECU who are still doing great things today. So naturally, you know, we came in contact. Social media just allows you to be able to talk to people, check in with people, comment on things. She posts a lot of funny stuff. So sometimes I'll be laughing at what she got going on. Um, so I appreciate that. You know, I'm, I'm a really like, I, I think I got a good sense of humor. I would say that. So, but no, more recently, I was able to run into her in Charlotte. We had an event out there uh, for my fraternity. And, you know, I was able to kind of really officially meet her and things like that. And then even after that, we followed up and we talked and she said, I'm, I'm ready to get down to business. Like I'm ready to get on the podcast. I'm really ready to make this happen. So I was excited. You know, y'all hear me talk all the time about, I love when people put that pressure on me. I love, you know, I'm always watching. I follow her business page. I knew what she did and everything like that. I got a lot of notes. I got her in the notes. I was going to make it happen, but I love when people get the ball rolling a little bit quicker for me. So that was something that she did. She reached out to me ultimately and said that, you know, let's get it in. So I said, okay, I'm going to lock in with you. So I do my scheduling on Sundays, reached out, and we locked in. So here we are today. So very excited to be sitting down with, obviously, a, another fellow alum, alumni, alumni of mine. Um, Got to get the singular and the plurals right. But also very excited for y'all to, you know, obviously hear what she has to say, hear what she's doing in um, the local Charlotte community and things like that. But also, you know, how you could be of support and of benefit to her and even what she has coming. So, Princess, how you doing today? How is everything? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for the introduction. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, you know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta hype up the, the interviewee. I gotta make them feel, you know, like it's very. This ain't about me. This is about y'all. So ultimately, you know, I want a lot of people to tap in, which I want people to utilize your services. I want people to see that you do good work. So for those out there, some some are gonna Thank know you, you. Some aren't gonna know you. Some are gonna know me. Some aren't gonna know me. So let's bridge the gap entirely. So one, just tell us a little bit about yourself, and then two, what brings you on the Down the Business podcast today. Okay, so I'm Princess, as he said. Um, I do locks, and I have a natural business where I sell all organic products, um, hair care, skin care, lip care, just a, a wide range of things that are organically made and handmade by me. 
A um, little bit about myself. I went to East Carolina. I started my business in 2020 um, during the pandemic. So a pandemic business, of course, it brought a lot of good things to us. Um, I'm interested in growing and networking and meeting new people. So that's kind of how I got here. We have a lot of mutual friends. Uh, like you said, they brought me to you and they were always like hitting towards, you know, getting on the podcast. I'm like, let me get in the space where I can actually have something I want to talk about and something I want to drop, something I want to get people to know about. So here we are. Bet. Okay. I love that. You know, I love that. The fact that I'm big on, you know, just speaking people, connecting people, even when they're not around you, even when, you know, you still see them doing good things. If I can plug, I send so many pages to so many people and they would never really know. But then when I see connections or when I see them getting tagged or when I see mutual followings, it's so, it's so interesting to me. It's so amazing to me just how the world works, the power of social media, but also the power of word of mouth and true genuine people in your life. So, all right. You said, you said, you said a few interesting things in the introduction, man. So first a pandemic business. Whoa. That's that's a risk. That's you know that's a lot going on. That's you know, 2020 yeah. pandemic was basically still fresh. It was still like it, it hit us in 2019, but 2020 was really like 2020 is a blurry year for me. I honestly don't remember a lot of 2020. It was crazy. Like it, was, it was really just a lot going on. So for you, what was going on in your life nearly two years ago that you said, "Hey, I want to start a business." With everything that was going on, with us not knowing. We wake up the next day, we, we read something new. We wake up, we go to sleep with a lot of uncertainty and things like that. With everything just being so glamorous and just a lot going on, why why did you say, hey, I want to start a business? I want to make this happen. Um, What made me want to start my business during the pandemic was really the fact that I had so much time on my hands. Like normally, you know, you're in class and then I was working full time. So I didn't really have time to juggle everything. I always did hair when I was in college. That was my side money, but I didn't make it a business until the pandemic because it was like, wow, it's booming. Everybody needs their hair done. I'm starting to think about products I can use. I started to think about um, chemicals that same products that we use on a daily just because of the pandemic. It's like, okay, we're buying all this hand sanitizer, we're buying all this stuff, but we could really use it organically. It's just, we have to find it. And then I don't know a lot of people that make organic products. We always have those big, corporate places that build them and you know send them out but we don't have anybody that's like personal to us that actually makes organic products and sell them so I was like let me let me hop into that and then it's something that I'm interested in like making my own hair care um body butters I've always done that I just never sold them to people so with finding people that actually are interested in using my stuff it's like wow I might as well make some money and then help people out at the same time Absolutely. It is, it's funny that you say that just because more times than not, that is really how a lot of businesses start or they come to fruition or they come to really be successful. Originally, you know, you start doing things for you. You know what you like. You know, you start experimenting with things. You do some research. You may really just be into that. You may have studied that, went to school for that, or you may just develop a genuine interest. I will definitely say that over the years, I've certainly noticed a push just towards natural towards organic, towards yes. us really, you know, being cognizant of what we're using on a daily basis, us flipping bottles over and things like that and not being able to read instructions or not knowing what they meant or not being able to pronounce certain things. And something that I actually learned, mm -hmm. uh, shout out to who put me on this stuff. Mm, I'm going to have to go back and listen. Somebody, But basically one of my interviewees told me that pretty much when it comes to products, when it comes to what we read and in ingredients, they're in order of how much is in there. I said, wow, I never yeah. knew, like, when you look at a product, when you look at a food, when you look at a packaging, it's an order of hot. So the first ingredient that you see, that's what's mostly in that bottle. And then the last mm -hmm. ingredient, that's what's least in. Well, if, if I'm flipping bottle, it got to the point where as soon as we got off that interview, I went home, 
I started flipping everything over. I'm like, nah, right. and I couldn't read a lot of the stuff. And I'm like, wow, I'm putting this on my face. I'm putting this on my hair. I'm putting this on my body. 15 letter words. And I don't even know what this stuff is. <laughs> you know, I don't know what it's used for. This could be in medications. Like this could be all different types of things. Yeah. But the fact that, like you said, I really appreciated the push towards natural, towards organic, because one, it was an education session for me. I would definitely say that. Like it was something where I didn't know that. Obviously we know about, we hear about the certain foods, the certain products that you're supposed to use and things like that. But I didn't know when it came to like mixing things, combining everything like that, like what could really work. And then it wasn't until I started ordering from the Celeste Essentials, the Mama Maggie's, and the I can name a host of different people who did stuff like that. And I'm just like, wow, they they really are onto something. This really, you know, works. This is really it. So okay, I love that a lot. So what came first? Did the did you start doing the locks first, or was it the products first? Because I know you said you were experimenting. The locks. Okay, so the locks came first. Okay. So yeah. I, I see you. Obviously, you got it. You got it all going on. So what's yeah. uh. What's your, how long, like walk us through the lock journey a little bit. Like when did you start? How long you been at it? What's going okay. on? I started my lock journey in December. Um, I had been thinking about it for years, but I just never really pushed myself to start it for real because I like to change my hair so much. Like if you, if you're on my Instagram, you see, I cut my hair probably once a year. I just, I do a lot. I change colors like twice a year, but Last year, I was like, okay, I hadn't cut my hair in maybe a year. So I was like, let me let me finally start this lock journey. And then for me, it's like a walk through patience. Like, I've, I've always been patient with my work, but I've never been patient with life. So with my lock journey, it's helping me be more patient, see how things really have to work themselves out. You know, that's just what I look at my locks for. And then I feel like everybody else has a different reason for the lock journey, of course. You know, people go through things and they're like, okay, when I finish going through this, of course, I'll cut my locks off and I'll save them. And it'll be like a memory piece. But I definitely feel like I started mine just to help my patients, help me understand that things are getting better. And then, of course, once they start to work themselves out, you realize I really love how they come, like how they're coming to look like I'm in love with this right now. I don't know. It's making me feel like a, a bougie hippie. Yeah. It's a process. <laughs> a trusting process because as somebody yes. who tried to grow their hair out at one point, I think it was my sophomore year, I don't have that patience. I'm not like, obviously, I keep a very low cut. And I would even say now I, I need a haircut for sure. Like my waves are there, but I, I need a haircut. Like I, I definitely was like, it was one of those things where I was like, okay. I see the vision. I see the end goal. I know like what I could do with this potential. I don't know necessarily how I'll look or what it'll be or things like that. Maybe right. on my end, it was just bad time. I was doing it at ECU. It was hot. I said, no, nah, I can't keep doing this. Like I got it. You know, I should have started making yeah. at the end of the summer leading into the fall and the winter and things like that. But it just got to a thing of like, I'm, I'm looking at my hair. I'm like, I hate this. Like, this is just, it looks nappy. I'm using a sponge. I'm in class. People are asking, you going your hair out? Like, that's what you're doing? Like, you know, like, da da da, da. And I'm just like, I'm trying. Like, you know, I'm, but. Right. I'm, I'm doing there. something. Right. Well, one day I, just, you know, I said, I can't use a sponge again. I went to my, I went to my barber. I said, yo, chop it off, please. Like, take me back. But I will definitely say that I have talked to people in your position, in your predicament, you know, who just did a lot with their hair, who changed a lot, man, right. anything like that. But at the end of the day, they've all kind of had that common theme of, you know, it's it, it takes you through everything. It, it, it's certain times mm-hmm. where you love it. You love what's going on. You love the look. You, you're you really making it happen. And it's other times it's just like you feel like you can't get right. You're just having bad yeah. day after bad hair day after bad hair day. So I definitely do understand the range of emotions. But all in all, you know, when it starts to come together like this, when you're really months in, years in, different things like that, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful process. So what was Most it really definitely. like? Like you said, you, 
you really started doing the products on your own. This was something that you liked. This was just your interest. You were just into that. How did that, how did that get to the people? Was it, was it, you know, you just had certain friends who might've been asking about, you know, like what you're using or your princess, your skin looks really good or da, 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 or it smells really good or what's going on. Was it kind of like a word of mouth thing? Did you post something one day? What, what was that really like to really get it out there to get it now into an actual business and actual LLC? All right. So it really started with me using like the word of mouth transmission. Like every time I did hair, I'm telling people, you know, I'm trying to get into lip care. It started off with lip gloss and chapstick, honestly, and then lip scrubs. Um, I know a lot of people that are dehydrated because of sports or they are smokers and then they, you know, you can tell it by their lips. Lips are starting to get dry. They're cracking. They're darker. So I'm like, okay, I need something for my own lips. So let me try to make something for us. Then I started passing it off to people I did their hair, all the new clients. Okay, I have these products. I made business cards. And then I worked them into my Instagram. I already have my Instagram for hair, but I just transformed it over into a business page, like half and half. And that's where I got some more exposure because people already follow me for their hair. Okay, okay. Good process for sure. Word of mouth, man. I'm, I'm big on word of mouth. I love talking. I, love, I feel like that's, you know, social media is a very powerful, a very useful tool. But yo, like, have a conversation. Sit down. Exactly. Know, talk to people really about what's going on. I would much rather put a face to a name than a name to a page or a name mm-hmm. to a link or a website. You know, it's nothing like scrolling a website and it's just like you don't feel that personal connection. Like you don't really. You know, exactly. Every website, you know, you can have a dope website, fire website, interactive, all of that. But if I can't really see you, if I can't, you know, interact or just know or be able to pop up shop or something like that, it just right. takes out an element of that. Because at the end of the day, a lot of what consumer consumers look for, buyers look for, it's that emotion thing. A lot of times we just act off of emotion. If something looks good, if it's a sale, it could it could have been something that we said, y'all, I'm never buying it. I don't need it. Like whatever, whatever. It dropped $80 though. You like, hmm, well, actually, mm. you know, I'm not able to hold on. Like $80, that's that's a steal. Like I might grab right. it. So a lot of it is just, we act off of just emotion or what looks good or what feels good at the time. So I'm with you on that for sure. So with being in the pandemic, with kind of getting started around that time and everything like that, did you face any immediate challenges? Like, was it was it a thing of you're coming into business? You said you had a lot of time on your hands. So obviously, I'm thinking, you know, you obviously had to do some research. You had to do some vetting. You had to do things like that. But coming into business, becoming a business owner for the first time, were you met with any, like, immediate obstacles? Or was it some things that you kind of had to work around? Was it a learning experience for you? Or was it kind of just, you know, step by step until you just get that foundation going? It was definitely a learning experience. When I first started, the biggest obstacle was consistency with customers. I didn't really make the products to order. I was making them in bulk and then I wouldn't have enough orders and then I'm losing inventory. With them being natural products, you have to get them out at a certain amount of time, especially certain things that I was selling at the beginning were like face products. They had yogurt and oats and stuff in it. Stuff like that has to be shipped at a certain, like as soon as it's made, because it's going to go bad. But other than that, the biggest obstacle was really just getting more customers, more customers. That's all I needed was more customers. I had people that would order on a regular, but when you order on a regular and you're ordering like a four ounce, container of something that you use once a day, but only a little bit, you won't need any more until maybe a month and a half later. You know what I'm saying? So that was the biggest obstacle, just trying to figure out how many people was really going to be ordering. And then I figured out, okay, maybe I need to make the products to order. That makes sense. So every order wasn't exactly the same, but every order was personal because it was made for that person. 
we love personable. I love like, you know, it's nothing. Yeah. That's why I love small businesses and just different things so much, because it wasn't really until I started shopping with these businesses until I started, you know, supporting these people and signing up for like brand ambassadors and partnerships and giveaways and different things like that, that I just saw, you know, these people really put their heart and soul into things. Like I'm getting, you're getting thank you notes, you're getting percent off coupons, you're getting welcome back, you're getting business cards. Whereas like if you order from Amazon or another website, just going to wrap it not up, getting that. box it up. They're going to send it to you. You're going to get the little paper description about what it was. If you told them it was a gift, they might get a little note in there, but it's not like, it's like, you know what to expect. You open it, you just look for the product. But with this, you open it. You got to be careful. If you open it, it's a know, surprise. You, you, might, you, might, you might mess up something they included in there for free. Like I ordered from a few people and I'm, I had to hit them on the side. Like, yo, you put this in there too. Like, why'd you, you know, what it like, whoa, huh? Why right. You, like what I, you know, they say, you know, that's just a part of what I do. That's just a part of me. That's, that's how I rock it. I'll say, you know, that's, that's just different. But it also, you know, it's that I'm a firm believer, a big advocate for you never get a second chance to make a first impression. When you get that, exactly. new customer, when you get that new business, when you get that new, you know, that new line, you have to treat that. Everybody is different. Like you say, you have to give everybody that same exact attention. You can't get lazy with it. You can't slack off. You can't just, even when you're doing good. That should make you want to go harder, make you want to keep going. Exactly. Out, you know, what can I do to diversify this? What can I do to make my repeat customers still feel like they want, still feel special, still feel like VIP and things like that? So the fact that I've noticed that about so many small business owners that, you know, they just find little niches or just little looking cranny things that they can do to just help people out, to get them to stay locked in, to get them entertained. And it's just like, you know, it makes me kind of. It makes me kind of side eye these bigger businesses because it's just like, you know, they've they've already achieved this. And who knows, you know, who knows their journey, who knows their story, who knows what they were doing to build it up to make things happen. But it's just like you got to a certain level and you got content. Whereas a big small business owner, man, I I, my one of my biggest things that I preach to them is just like, yo, it doesn't matter how successful you are, how big you get. We all going to be household names. A lot of people have spoken into existence, manifest on the podcast, and I firmly believe it. I've watched it, you know, happen overnight. But don't let that stop you. Remember where you were two years ago. Remember what you were three years ago. Remember how personal you were getting. Remember the word of mouth. Remember just going up to people, having conversation. Keep that going. Because at the end of the day, you always just still want to attract, attract, attract. Even when you're a household name, commercials, whatever, people know you're in stores, whatever. There's still a crowd out there that you haven't hit. There's still a place that you're not. There's still, you know, so you should always keep that in mind. Like even when, you know, think about Walmart. I think about, you think about Macy's, you think about Amazon, you think about these really big household companies that obviously people are just going to. That's the go-to. That's where you're at. That's what you're doing. They still are doing marketing. They're still doing different things. They're still running promotions. They're still, you know, it may not be to the extent in which a small business owner would do it, but at the end of the day, they still have to do something to maintain relevancy. And exactly. I think from a small business ownership, I think they have, y'all have so much more power and y'all have that one up just because, you know, y'all will do certain little things or y'all really know what it takes or y'all know, y'all appreciate, you know how it feels to not have no sales. You know how it feels to struggle a little bit. You know how it feels to have to come out of your pocket to fund something for your business. But you also know how it feels to be on the back end and you're like, oh, I got some sales today. I made it happen. I dropped the product. I promoted it good. Now they out there. So take both of those feelings, appreciate both though, and allow them to continue to allow you to build and make things happen. Okay. So with the lock now, when it comes to, I'm not a lock, what is it? A, is it a loctician? Is that the word? Like, loctician. Loctician. Okay. So yeah. I'm not a loctician at all. So excuse my, if this sounds a little foolish. So with what you do with hair and everything like that, is it just mm-hmm. locks? Do you do braids too? Do you know how to, like, cause I feel like with women, like I know women know how to do this but they can't do that, but they know how to do this, but they can't do that. They do locks, right. the goddess locks or the faux locks or the, you know, it's so many different things out here. I, I keep it here. 
I don't know nothing about what y'all got going on. So yeah, walk walk us through a little bit of your services of what you really offer when it comes to the hair itself. Okay, so my hair services are pretty wide range. Um, I had to cut my list down a little bit in 2020 because I was trying to perfect. So now I offer locks, uh, you know, natural locks, butterfly locks, um, soft locks, and then I do braids and all natural styles, like two strands, things of that nature. I do all of that. Um, the only thing that I don't do is like chemical-based services just because I'm not certified to do those things. Don't want to get audited by the state for that. But I definitely do like blowouts. You know, anything with the natural hair, I can do that. Anything that doesn't involve chemicals, I might hook you up with some color on the side. But, you know, on the low, low. <laughs> We're going to keep it low-key, man. Y'all ain't, ain't about to be knocking on her door, man. Trying to, trying yes, to mess up keep it low. Okay? So with, with what you do now, with what you offer, did you have to get any licensing, any certifications, anything like that? Was this kind of just a learn type thing? Was it a practice makes perfect? What was this process like to really learn to kind of, I'm going to call you an expert, to really become an expert at what you're doing currently? Okay. Well, actually, when I started, um, I didn't pursue the lactation courses because I didn't know if it was something that I was going to keep up. It was just was like a hobby on the side. But then when I decided that it was going to be something that I really wanted to do, I decided to enroll in classes. So I'm actually at my lactation classes right now. And um, with everything else, like the natural product, the natural classes, you could take a natural hair class. But when you take the lactation courses that I'm in, uh, enrolled in, it includes all of that. So braiding, um, natural hair and lock. Okay. Okay. I like that now. So, okay. I, I really appreciate what you do because honestly, okay, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a hundred percent with you. When I first went to the, the lock page, like your hair natural with P page, I said, Oh, she does, you know, she does hair. Like that's, that's dope. That's fire. It was, it was, I didn't know anything about the products until I went to your website. I started, I clicked the website. I started scrolling. I said, Whoa, hold on. She, hold on. You just you just opened up a whole nother portal right there for me. I didn't know you did that. But for me, I was like, that's genius. Like you do the hair, but you also offer products with it. So it's just like even for people who let's just say for me, I don't have locks. I can't necessarily get my hair done from you. But I but care you about can my still benefit from, from the product. I can still benefit from the product. So exactly. How, what was really the obviously I know you had some some strategy behind that about making them go yeah. hand in hand, but how with locks, how with the products, how do you really make these two benefit each other and kind of still, you know, they're their own entities, obviously, but how do you find them collectively coming together to benefit one another in your business? Well, I actually consider myself like a lock therapist. That's what I call myself on the low. So um I talk to people and I figure out like things that they need and things that will benefit their hair, but also their mind. Like a lot of my products are like stimulants of the mind, body and soul. Like I have um, rose body oils. It helps with the pH balance, but it also helps with the mental aspects. It also helps with the face, like it brightens your skin. Then you can use it on your hair. Like I like to use different products that have different elements. You know, they help in different ways. But um, when I started, I realized that a lot of people, regardless if they have locks or not, a lot of people that are natural, they use oil every day. So I started to get oils that assimilate the hair follicles or, you know, just things like that. Just trying to find things that tie into what I know people need the most with their hair, but they also need with making them confident. Like my main thing is making people feel as confident in their natural straight because a lot of people aren't. They're just not. So a couple years ago, especially in the COVID, a lot of people... We're just at home, ducked off, losing themselves. 
I'm like, let's regain our confidence without having to buy extra things, without using chemicals, you know? And then talking to people while I do their hair, it's like, you really figure out what they need. You do. That's a fact. That's definitely a fact. Like I said, I I, I peaked the strategy, man. I love what yeah. you do. I think it was important, though, because I think with coming into business, with being a business owner, entrepreneur, whatever it is, you always want to be as versatile as possible. Now, obviously, you know, there are just certain niches, certain skill sets that it's, it's under and it's going crazy over here. But um, <laughs> it's certain niches, it's certain skill sets that you just have that, you know, if, if you're t- if you're doing a makeup brand, then that's just makeup. It's whoever is interested in makeup. Right. It's not going to appeal to a lot of a lot of males but i will say it it does appeal appeal to certain males especially if you think about it from the perspective of something i always try to throw in is that yo just because i bought an accessory brand on here a makeup brand a hair brand on here it doesn't mean you can't shut you have women in your life right you have other people in your life right you can still you know pass that along word of mouth different things like that or get it for yourself do whatever you want to do you know but i think with most brands you want to stay as open as possible as inclusive as possible you want to be able to you know because that way when you're doing the word of mouth when you're doing the marketing when you're doing the promotion you know that you can hit everybody like even if it because for some things like it's even it, 400 people could see it but if it only appeals to 100 it's, it's kind of hurting you but if 400 people see it and it can appeal to at least two three hundred of that Oh, well, that's, you know, it's up to them. Then put the ball in people's court. I'm a big believer in that. You know, as a business owner, as anybody, as a, as offering just a skill, service, anything, always put the ball in somebody else's court. Yeah. Yes, they can come to you with questions. Yes, they can come to you with certain things. But you give them everything you got. Everything. You be as open as possible. You be as inclusive as possible. Be as versus. You don't want them to come back and say, well, I would have did it, but y'all, you don't have, you know, or you right. don't do that, or you you know, you, but in a sense, that too can be good because it can open your mind to, okay, well, maybe I need to offer, you know, something a little bit better, or maybe I didn't think of it this way. Let me put a different spin on it. And that way it can have everybody honing. So I like really what you're doing because it's just like, okay, I do the locks. I, I can do all of that. I'm the lock therapist, as we call it. I like that. Um, but at the same time, if you don't have locks, you got the waves on swim, but you care about your face, you care about your body, you care about, you know, what you put in right. your mental about everything like I still got something for you. So come here, come shop. Don't walk away just yet. It's not all about the locks. So that's important. That's crucial. That's key. You got to hear you smart for that. So, all right. So you've done a lot of hair. You sold a lot of products. You've done a lot of word of mouth, different things like that. What's the future outlook for you? What are you thinking about where we're more than halfway through the year at this point? Um, we're thinking about next year. It's a lot going on right now. I don't know what we're in. I, I know they just declared a state of emergency recently. Um, it's, it's a lot. Right. But when you think about your business, when you think about everything that's going on, everything that you've done to date, everything that you know, brain, I know you got some things in the tuck, you brainstorming some things. What's the future outlook for you? What are you thinking about for Natural with P? For the future, I definitely see more pop-up shops in my future. Well, in our future. Um, we went to a lot last year and it was a great turnout. It's just, like I said, perfecting. So we're just working on next year and looking forward to more. The summer is a good time for pop-up shops. Also, um, thinking about, not thinking about, working on breaking my page up for locks and then one for business. So natural P will be for business and then lock therapy will be for the locks. Um, just trying to get everything, the kinks and screws, you know, weighed out for every every piece of the business. And then, of course, I'm thinking about getting into a shop. Uh, after I get this certification, I'll actually be able to work somewhere in a shop or in a barber shop or in a salon or anything. Or I could also rent out a space, like a suite, and then operate myself. So that's definitely the main thing I want to do before the end of this year. 
towards the end of the year, probably like December, I want to get into a suite where I could sell my products and I could also do hair. And then just, you know, be in my own space. It's not going to have your own space to do what you like to do. I'm telling you, that's why I love kind of being here and just being able to record, pick different rooms and uh, spaces and things like that. But it's not like you said, you know, eventually I do want to have my own, whether I'm renting something or whether I just, you know, build it from the ground up, lock in somewhere in home studio, whatever the case may be. Right. But you're on the right track. I think you just manifested something. I think to everybody out there listening to myself, I think we need to check up on her in December. I think we need to, you know, still hold her accountable, still Stay make sure tuned. that, you know right track help but help her out you know in in order for her to achieve these goals to make things happen she still needs support whether that's monetary whether that's you know a little lock therapy whether that's word of mouth promotion shares a lot of it you know it can come in various forms but you know we can't a lot of times we hear these manifestations we hear people's goals we hear different things and we love it we we root for we say you know you're gonna get that you're gonna make it happen but what are we doing to help put them in position we are we, we we all we got but we also all we need, you know, right. so at the same time, utilize, you don't know by sharing her page what that could do for somebody. You could follow a hundred people who don't, who have locks and you would never know. It's probably, a, it's probably a lot of people who I follow who could use your services and your thing or interested in natural products or are looking for different things. Don't forget about people like princess, you know, who are out here, you know, grinding it out day in and day out. So we, I, I, we definitely checking back in. Maybe that could even be a Christmas gift to yourself. You're either going to get in the shop or you're going to have your own thing coming. So it's Most definitely. But okay, so as somebody who, like I said, I quit, I quit my, I'm not even gonna call it a lock journey because I don't know where I was headed. <laughs> I quit my journey growing up my hair. But give me three common misconceptions when it comes to locks. It can be anything from care to the actual locks itself to the process to what you do. Just give me three things that you've learned over the years that just like people may have the wrong impression about when it actually comes to locks and hair itself. Uh, for me, the main three things that just popped into my head, the first one is, People misconstrue the fact of not having to do anything to your hair or just not have to do much to your hair. You still have to do something. Um, of course, you know, people think, you know, dirt helps your hair grow, but it does. And it also hurts it. Like if you keep your locks without touching them for a while and then maybe like a year you go get a retwist at that year mark, you're going to have so much buildup and breakage just from not doing anything to it. Now, you might have to start back over or it's going to take some time to get it back to where it should be or it could have been if you've been doing some proper maintenance on it. Um, another thing that I think is misconstrued with locks is texture. People think that, oh, I want the parts to be this, so it's going to look like this person's locks with the same parts. But that's not how that works. It's all about your texture, your hair, and then the definition and the maintenance on it. If you keep up with it, you make sure you keep the curls at the end because you want the curly locks and that's what you'll get. But it might not be looking like somebody that has 4C hair and you have 3A hair. It's different levels to locks. And then how they lock is over time. Nobody has the same exact journey. Nobody will ever have the same exact journey. And then the last thing is just, I'll say, breaking your locks apart. A lot of people feel like you could do a ponytail after you get a retwist and it'll just still be okay. It will for maybe like a week. Some people keep their ponytail in for three weeks. And now when it's time to bring it down, you can't even bring your hair down because it's so matted. It's like matted in a pineapple. But that's what happens when you have lingering hair or natural hair that's just stuck. Like locks get stuck if you don't pull them apart. All right, y'all. I, I know I know a few of y'all that got locks. A few of y'all came on the podcast. A few of y'all, I just know. So, hey. 
Tap in, tap in for this. This is that's coming. It's not coming from tomorrow. It's not coming from the Down to Business podcast. That is coming from the Lock, the Lock Therapist, y'all. Me. Okay, so be sure the them things on there. You know, so just you know, I, I think that that's important just to hear too, because like you said, everybody has their own process, own type of hair, own style, own Google searches that they do, own mo, own things that they you know go by. But I think still with anything, there are still fundamentals. Right. There are still just certain that you need to apply through and through. So thank you for that. Now, getting specific to your lock journey, and you may not have an answer for this right mm-hmm. now. Do you have a timeline with yours? Do you want to continue to do this for the rest of your life? Is this just kind of, you want to hit maybe a couple of years in, you want to just see how long they can get you have a length goal? Are you really just going with it for as long as you take care of it? Do you have any kind of like inclination as to how long you'll do this? I don't really have a time that I want to stop, like, like cut them off. But I know that I want to keep them for as long as I'm doing locks predominantly. Like, that's my main job. I want that to be part of me. I want to be included in my journey and, and included in my business journey, definitely. I think that makes the journey, too, just that much more special. The fact that, you know, you you in it, to, you in it just like right. that. So the same way you know, you're learning, you're doing different things, they're going through all of that, too. Okay, love it. So now. It's a lot of different hair out there, a lot of different styles, a lot of different. Some people call it naps, some people call it peas, right. some people call it peas, curls, whatever you want to do. With having to, I could imagine you've touched a plethora of different hair, of different styles. You've seen a lot of different things. You probably lifted some people's head up. And you, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> you know, but with, with having to work with so many different styles, so many different textures, what really has been the smoothest way to transition into that? Is is everything really just a learning experience? A first time? Do you take any like steps to ensure that you know? Do you treat everything just that much differently, or is it just like do you have any fundamentals or any principles that you use when dealing with just so many different types of hairstyles and hair textures, but still wanting to at the end of the day satisfy the customer? Um, for the different textures, I try to do self education. Like everything I know is like self taught. So I watch videos. I've read different lock books and natural hair books to just see like how I can get pointed in the right direction. Um, because like you said, if you don't do it once, you never know. So I try to first do a consultation on people so that I can know what I'm working with before I get into it. I don't want to say I can do your hair and I've never done it before and then I don't do a good job because why do we do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, I like to, you know, take my time and make sure everybody is satisfied, me and them. I'm a perfectionist, so I don't want anybody to leave looking like I didn't take my time and I didn't do a good job. So I try to look up videos. I try to tap every different hair texture, style, whatever they want, just to make sure that I can do it so I don't disappoint anybody and I don't disappoint myself. Right now, perfectionist, man. I, I love that. I think that I'm right there with you. I mean, sometimes when I'm editing or when I'm going back or when I'm just thinking about content ideas or just different things like that, I'm like, nah, man, this this got to be the one. Right. I need this to be the one, two, not the three. I need this to be it. So now I feel you. But also, it's at the end of the day, you still learn. You know, you recognize that if you just, if you hammer yourself with just worrying about trying to be so perfect or just trying to make everything 100% right, man, you, you may never drop anything. You may never do anything. Exactly. You shoot yourself in the foot, honestly, just because, you know, sometimes you really do have to recognize that, all right, maybe this one got to be 85. I gave it all I had, but 80, you know, I, I still got 15% to learn or just recognize that, you know, nobody is perfect, no matter how hard we want to be a perfect. That's something I had to tell yeah. myself, look myself in the mirror and seriously say tomorrow, like, 
you're not perfect, man. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to mess up. It's going to be people who, you know, don't resonate with the vision, don't like it, don't reply. It is what it is. But if you in it for why you're in it, for your why, like you said, for you want to be a part of your own journey, then that should never stop what you want to do, what you got going. Exactly. All right. So what's uh, obviously you're in the product mm -hmm. space. You've curated some things. You make some things. You do some research. Is there anything for which you can for which you can reveal? Because like I said, I like to I like to pull. I like to pull, man. I want I want people to give me right. something you're on the podcast. People are tapping in. People are listening. So for what you have already, what you're thinking about, what you already cater to when it comes to people and care. Is there anything that you're looking forward to debuting, any new products, any new spaces that you want to get into, that you want to learn about, that you want to be able to offer to people when it's all said and done? Yes. Actually, the newest products and things that I'm working on is like soaps. Um, I thought about soaps in 2021. At the beginning of 2021, I'm like, I want to start making some hand soaps, black soaps, just different things like that. But now I'm really deep into it, getting the kits and getting the materials together. I already wrote down all the recipes. It's, everything is in the works. We're working on rebranding, um, new labels, new logo, uh, like I said, new names. So everything is just coming together. It just takes a little bit of time, but definitely face toner pads are coming, organic face toner pads, organic back black soap, um, facial soap, and then shampoo and conditioner. Come on, y'all. She she giving it up. She about to be she about to be your 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 dog. Literally. Yeah. Yeah, all of that. I can't even name something. I don't even use all of that stuff. But look, get with her. Get natural. Get with P, man. That's I, I definitely, like I said, I, I just appreciate it just going through everything, seeing how she tied things together, seeing the intentionality behind the business, behind the journey. But now being able to hear about it, being able to get the inside scoop to it and really walk through that process, man, I love it. I'm, I'm very excited for, you know, what you have coming is still very early on in your journey and your lock journey and your business journey. You're only two years in like that's still you know the sky is still the limit definitely for, if any, nah, any, nah honestly the floor the sky is the floor you're limitless like i'm gonna just keep telling you that like you go if you want to go you get that sweet you start off in a shop and then you go own your own shop and then you get in the stores and then you own your own you know you do wherever this takes you wherever you know the mind takes you the lock take you uh, ride with them so before we officially you know i want obviously people to tap in with you people to get right with you you to get people's locks right because i know it's some people in charlotte and nearby that that need some Most maintenance definitely. that need some therapy in their life for sure for sure but so before we do that before i give them all your social media and contact and stuff like that do you feel like there's anything we haven't touched on today any last words that you want to leave for like up-and-coming business owners entrepreneurs people who may hear this episode people along their lock journey just the same anything you want to just leave us with um like you said just never set yourself short because you're trying to be perfect uh you can start and then perfect but you'll hurt yourself in the long run by waiting to put something out then to just put something out and work on get, making it better. Simple, y'all. I told. I look. I told. Look. I told y'all if the name didn't catch y'all attention, something that she said today was gonna catch y'all attention. <laughs> so, if if her name being princess wasn't enough for you, then I'm pretty sure this interview, something in here, whether you have locks, whether you just are in the natural least the space and everything like that is it's important man but she definitely gave some gems on here she definitely gave some things to look forward to so definitely look tap in with her make sure that you know if you have any questions obviously that's that's all this is about she was in your same shoes at one point having questions doing a lot with the hair switching things up knowing what she can and can't do i think that's so important too recognizing that you know it's just certain things right. you don't want to do whether it's because you're not trying to get audited whether it's just because you don't hear from somebody else, whatever you know, sometimes at the end of the day, whether you want to be as versatile, as open as possible, 
you still got to stay right. in the lane. Like, it's just certain things I'm not going to do with the podcast, you know, just yet, just because I'm not there just yet. But it's not to say I won't do it or I, I, I will never get into it. But, you know, I may need to learn. I may need to do a little bit more research. I may need to vet somebody. I may need to get some experience under my belt, build a team, everything like that. So for the people out there, obviously, you know, people are going to have questions. People are going to want to tap in with you. I see some new clientele coming your way from the product side and the hair side. Where can we find you? What's the best way to get in contact with you, social media, anything the like that? The best way to get in contact with me is on Instagram. My Instagram name is Natural with P. N-A-T-U-R-A-L with W-I-T-H-P. And then the logo will be a yellow profile picture. On Facebook, it's the same, Natural P-L-L-C. All right, y'all. She gave y'all the spelling. She gave y'all the logo. Don't miss it. You can't. You know, there's no excuse at this point. But no, I definitely appreciate you, Princess, not only for, you know, just showing love to me, even before we were able to actually connect and follow on the podcast journey and everything like that. I appreciate you for wanting to be on the podcast. People don't understand that, you know, a lot of people thank me for being on here. Thank me for inviting them on, for talking, for anything like that. I mean, I could have talked to myself for 40 minutes, honestly, if I really wanted to, if we're being very honest. But I, I cannot say that people may have wanted to hear 40 minutes of me just going off. I don't even think I would want to hear 40 minutes of me going off. So the fact that, you know, people can come on here, people can be a part of the vision, people can drop gems, but also still want to educate and pass along that knowledge. I'm, I'm always so appreciative of that. So thank, thank you. you. Best of luck to you. I will be checking in with you along the way because December is not, it's not. It's knocking on the door, but I know, yeah, but I know for a fact, you know, with steadfast work, with support from my audience, yep, your people, we're going to make it happen. We're going we gonna to get you to where you need to be for sure, for sure. So appreciate you. Let me know if there's anything that we can do from the Down to Business podcast side to help, to support you for anything. But to all my followers out there, continue listening. Look, we got a live event September 3rd, man. We're coming back to Charlotte, North Carolina, Labor Day weekend. We got another announcement that already, by, by the time you hear this interview, the other announcement already dropped. So I just need y'all to rock with us for Labor Day weekend. Make it happen. We going up all weekend. I'll be out there from Friday to Monday. So let's make it happen. Let's have a good time. I appreciate everybody who makes this happen in some form or fashion. This has been another episode of the Down to Business podcast. Here with Tamar Turner.